Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hopping on board this latest edition of Gun on One. We are locked and loaded with the latest episode. And on Sunday, uh, it, it wasn't pretty, but most importantly, the Eagles finally got it done, man, when it counted most to stay uh, the best team in the National Football League. Uh, we're going to talk about their win on Sunday and looking ahead to a Green Bay Packers team that we just cannot figure out. Nobody can, for that matter. My special guest for this show is one of my favorites, man. As a matter of fact, he helped the Eagles win their first and only Super Bowl in 2017. He is the one and only Chris Long. Strap yourselves in. Gun on one coming at you right now. Sal Palantonio from ESPN. I'm Brandon Graham. Lane Johnson here. This is the magnificent DJ Jazzy Jeffy. This is Donovan McNabb. This is Chris Long. This is Mark Sumat, the TV voice of the 76ers on NBC Sports Philadelphia. This is Eagles Hall of Fame quarterback Ron Jaworski. Hello, I'm Jay Wright, head coach of Villanova Basketball. Hey, I'm Brian Westbrook, and you're listening to the Gun On One podcast. And what's happening? This is your blessed boy, Brian Dawkins, Hall of Famer, and you're locked in to Gun On One. We're locked in to the Gun On One. Gun On One. Gun On One. You are locked on to Gun On One. I've been on the air for 25 years, but I could not wait to be on Gun On One with my man, Derek Gump. ESPN bracketologist Joe Lenardi telling you to stay locked on to Gun On One. It is a number one seed. All right, everybody, we are back with this week's edition of Gun on One. And as I promised, I don't want to keep him waiting too long because this man's got like 85 different job titles. <laughs> He's a dad, a husband, podcast is extraordinaire. He even does a segment talking to his refrigerator. I, I don't know what else he's doing. 
But man, listen, I had to. Uh, French talk was a little late at night for me. So if you <laughs> if you notice, I haven't done one in a while. I've been trying to get more sleep, D Gun. You know. <laughs> man, look, man, I, I love watching you, man, because you know what? There's so many podcasts out there, and after a while, a lot of them get redundant. But you had a fresh flavor to it, man. Like most people don't, man. And and that's what I love about what you do with the Green Light Podcast, dude. So how's the podcast going for you? It's going good, D-Gun. I appreciate the compliment. Uh, learning from the best, man. You know, watching you work day to day. And now transitioning to this whole thing. So, you know, congrats on all your success now, you know, doing this too. Appreciate uh, you, bro. Yeah, no, it's uh, – listen, it's a – you know, it's a grind. But there's – we're doing five shows a week. It's it's a lot of fun. Like, I love kind of watching the game. Uh, you know, this is how I stay involved. Uh, it's a nice way to be involved without uh, coaching or playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so when you do the live streams on game days, are, are, is it any structured or is it all ad lib? It's all ad lib. I mean, it's okay. just the whole goal of our pod D is like, you know, uh, if you're listening, you can imagine being sitting on the couch with me and my buddies. I mean, because oh a lot God. of it is, you know, whether it's one of my high school buddies, you know, co-hosting with me or if it's my brother co-hosting with me like he does on Monday mornings. Yeah. Whether it's Bo popping in and doing a show. We do Monday Night Review, uh, me and Bo. Um, you know, there's just a ton of people. One of my former teammates, Nate Collins uh, mm -hmm. at, at Virginia and then in the NFL, he's with us as well. So, you know, like it's all just people in the same ecosystem that, that know each other well and. So when you're doing a live stream for us, it's just guys sitting on a couch mm -hmm. and uh, just kind of reacting. Why is it that ex-athletes, not all, but many, when their playing days are done, the first thing they think of is, I'm going to transition into a media format somewhere. Why is yeah. that, do you think? Well, I think, you know, like the locker room for us was a lot of great conversations. So, okay. as you know, and you heard some of them and you participated yeah. in some of them. Yeah. And uh, I think I think for us, it's a mixture of how do I go where I am valuable and where I can transition into something that might seem seamless on the surface, although it is a whole nother skill, man, mm -hmm. you know, and, and definitely props to people who are in the media and have done it their whole life. And especially with some of the assuming we as athletes might do like, Hey, this job could be mine. This job could be mine. Like I, I, I never wanted to join like the traditional media kind right. of, race uh because it, it is like everybody's trying to get to the top mm -hmm. and you know for me um I, I would much rather just have fun and talk about what i want to talk about with the people i want to talk about it with and have the guests on that i enjoy so for me podcasting was you know i can do it from home i don't have to travel yep. i don't have to wear a suit d you know that's a pretty good deal for me i our studio is 10 minutes from my house so i got two young kids mm. we've talked about this before it's just good yeah. to be able to be home you know like Today, I did our show in the morning. We do five shows a week, but it's 10 minutes from my house. So, mm. you know, it's just a um, it's it's a nice it's a nice way to stay involved in the game. Like I was saying, without um, without being tied to to the structure of, hey, coaching where you got to be, you know, these coaches, these hours are just ridiculous. And then yeah. and then the same thing, if I was a you know a media member in the traditional media. Um, I'd have to go to New York or, or LA or something like Absolutely. my pops. I watched him when, when I was growing up, I have to fly to LA every weekend, you know, and the way the media has changed now, we can do this from our living room. You know, yeah. we're doing it right now. All you need is a great conversation. So, um, that's where you come in D gun. <laughs> Man, and, and you know, when, when I watch and listen to you, the podcast, the first thing that, that comes to mind is the personality behind the voice and, and the face. Now you display some of that 
in, in the locker room in, right. in a short amount of time you were with the Eagles. And sometimes you had to be a little bit more serious based on the structure of the conversation. Yeah. But do you feel the freedom now to be you when you do this? I think that's the hard part is like trying to, you know, you want to be skilled. You want to, yep. you want to have a take, you want to, you want to say something, but some days, you know, there's nothing to say. And some yeah. days, you know, there's, is not, you don't have to make a something out of nothing. Sometimes right. it's just about, Hey, this is what happened. Very matter of fact. And I think for me, it's just finding a groove where you can capture an audience and take them with you. And on days where you don't want to be performative, which is most days for me, you want to just yeah. BS and talk um, that you can still make money doing that. And you can still bring people along and make them feel like, Hey, you know, they believe in you, what you're saying, you mean it. I'm wrong about a lot of stuff. Um, Aren't we all? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, Hey, especially if you're in the arena and you're actually like, you know, like you got to talk about 32 teams, you know, and, or, or in your case, you're breaking down the Eagles every week and like, you know, we're going to be wrong. But I think if people know we're authentic and we're not trying to, you know, make it up as we go along or, you know, um, chase clout, so to speak. Yeah. You know, I, I, that's something that like um, it's trying to find the balance between, hey, I want to go here in my career. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to go there the right way. I don't want to go there, you know, making it up or, or saying sensationalist things. And that can be hard because you do relax. You do sit on the couch and just BS about that's football. Right. And sometimes you forget there's a lot of people listening and you might just say something <laughs> that comes out sideways or whatever. But, um, you know, try to be respectful because I was a player once. And just try to break it down in a way that, you know, fans can understand, but also they learn something. See, that's what I wanted to get to next. Um, you're, you're removed from the game, but you're still a part of the fraternity. Right. And do you have to guard yourself from being too honest because you, the back of my, your mind, you're saying, I don't want to offend anybody who's playing the game. You have to worry about that? I do. You know, like only because, I, you know, I kind of believe in, hey, if I'm not, if I won't say it to your face, like, I'm not going to say it here. Okay. And, you know, um, I really do believe that. Now, it'd be weird for me to walk up to, you know, a uh, quarterback and on the street and be like, hey, that throw you made last week was really crappy, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, that there's, there's, you know, so that rule, I, I got to say some stuff. Like, you know, I got to say some stuff that I, I wouldn't normally say. Right. Like, I, I'm, I'm analyzing the game, but um, – you know, I, I'm also cognizant of the fact that I got friends playing, you know, and some of them are still playing a lot and some, you know, are playing on the Eagles and on other teams. And, you know, I've said a few things that I've wanted back because, you know, somebody took it the wrong way or this, that, and the third. And some of it is just a, a result of just BSing, right? Like you're BSing, you and me are BSing. We got to talk about people for a living, which kind of sucks. Um, but for the most part, if you're respectful, um, people don't take offense to it because I was, I was a player. So I kind of know how it feels to hear some absolutely about me. And the problem is also now it's clickbait. So you say something D and then it gets put in these quotes, you know, like instead of giving out in context mm-hmm. and hearing my voice, when I say what I'm saying, because, you know, there's a difference in tone between, you know, saying, you know, point a and point B point B being much more negative based on how I say it. Yep. And so I think that's the biggest enemy of just being honest all the time is people taking things out of context and the game of telephone that, that happens before it gets to a player. Well, Chris said this about you. Yep. Well, I didn't actually say that, you know, or I said it in a different way than it was presented to you. Look at you, man, how you've mastered the art of being a media mogul. All this <laughs> I like that, man. You finally see now, you know, but you, know what I, you know what I mean? Huh. though. 
Yes, you know, because you understand what I go through now, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not easy. You know, you try to be honest. You try to be insightful. You try to get a spin on things that other people might not have. You don't want to be the dime a dozen dude that says the yeah. same thing they can hear on any other channel. But because of social media, you have to be very careful how you word it because it's told 50 different ways from the truth. Yeah. You know, and that's a hard yeah. that's a hard that's harder than just being you in front of a camera yeah. is being very structured and careful what you say so it right. doesn't come back and bite you. Especially because, you know, our, our shows are a little bit wide open and we're oh, kind of, yeah. we got a little Howard Stern kind of thing going on where there's a lot of, it's, it's raunchy sometimes. And we say, you know, yeah. we, you know, it is like a locker room sometimes. And so, you know, you just, it, it is a learning process and the only way to learn is make mistakes. And I've made them. Hopefully you just don't make real big ones, you know? Right, right. I don't want to keep you too long because I know you're a busy man, but let's jump in on your birds here, man. And the first let's thing that it. comes to mind is. This Eagles team, to me, has a 2017 feel to it in terms of how 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 we constructed this team offseason and adding players during the season as well. You guys in 2017 started out 10-1. and one. This team right now is 9-1 and one and rolling. Do you get that vibe about this team as you watch? Because I know you watch them each and every week. Yeah, I do get the vibe about him. And, you know, immediately what's apparent to me is how he wants to win right now. And, you know, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It's empowering to have a GM that's doing that. And, uh, you know, just hitting on the Jalen Hurts deal is such a is such a big, big thing. And it's been a couple of years now. But think about how quickly the window closed on our team and how quickly this window opened up again. So he deserves a lot of credit. Um, and, you know, Nick Sirianni deserves a lot of credit because his yeah, attitude yeah. matches – you know, what you're trying to accomplish, which is that like, hey, win right now. We're not worried about down the road. We're not like we're going to be ultra competitive and try to win this thing. We, we think like that's our standard. And that's the the vibe I get from Sirianni as well. So um, I think it's awesome, like from, you know, investing in the linebacker room to having these corners out here, like as a rusher, man, these corners. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I would do to rush with with Bradbury and Slay back there. And Gardner Johnson's been here. He's been making a bunch of you yeah. know, big plays as well. They go out and get him. And then when you have a problem, they go out and fix it immediately. It's like right. Linval Joseph and Dominican Sue may not be world beaters at this stage in their career, but they're, right. they're things that you have to do. Fletcher Cox can't take 70 snaps. Right. Like, I'm sorry. It was hard when we were 23 to do that. He's now over 30 years old. And he would tell you that's, that's too many. And so like in, in one week, you get your stiffest test, uh, seemingly, you know, uh, especially considering the circumstances. And Jonathan Taylor, they go down the, the field and punch us in the mouth. Us, they punch punch <laughs> these guys in the mouth the first drive. Yeah, and then from then on, they put the clamps on this guy. And I thought the defense deserves so much credit yesterday. You know, there's games where I got to give it to Jalen, and he made some big plays. All the quarterback yeah. runs, yeah. all the big throws he made. Um, but the offense wasn't firing, right? You're first and 35. You turn the ball over. The defense, man, there were two possessions late in that game. I think it was 13-3. Yep. Um, and and they were at, at, at uh, midfield, right? Um, and you don't want to go down 20-3 or whatever it was. It would have been a three-score game. And in those possessions, the first one was Sue and Joseph teamed right. up for a sack. They right. forced a punt. Okay, so this is after fourth and ten. You know, this is after like, you know, it could get real ugly after that on yep. the road. 
So there's that one. And then the very next one, Fletcher, uh, you know, or one or two possessions later, midfield again, you got your back against the wall. Fletch forces a hold. And then the young kid from uh, Louisiana Tech has a sack. And that field goal, it's a couple yards from going in. And, and as a defensive lineman, I just really wanted to highlight not just, you know, the third and five, Hassan Reddick down in the red zone, big time players make big time plays, like just clutch plays, right? He and got that, away with one on that face mask. Woo, yeah. that was close, bro. Oh, well. Oh, well. You know, it's karma because <laughs> last week was some That's right. PSD, So You're right. Um, so, you know, it's Reddick making that rush, which was a gorgeous rush. It's BG, third and nine, you know, at the 40 in, in two-minute situation where a field goal beat you, and they run that rookie over. And, you know, it just it, – it was such a team effort up front, and everybody played a role. And I got to shout out the offensive line too, man, because – Two of the biggest plays of the game, the Quez touchdown, great pocket. Yep. Um, and then in the two-minute drill, you get uh, Miles Sanders out on that wheel route, right? And they get him on a linebacker. Mm -hmm. Jalen has five seconds. Five seconds. He could have had seven seconds. Yeah, yeah. Those big guys were blocking their asses off, man. Mm -hmm. And so, like, the team's built up front, and that's how you won that game yesterday. And there's no shame in winning that game close on the road. Heck no. Hey, you mentioned uh, Sue and Linville, and, and here's two guys that were sitting on the couch by, for the life of me. I can't understand how other teams didn't approach them before last week. And, and yeah. we, he we had heard a story about uh, Sue was approached by the 49ers, but he turned it down to come here. And I, I said off the top of my podcast, I said, look, you're not that far removed from the game. Yeah. If somebody called Chris Long tomorrow <laughs> and said, we only need you for 10 to 15 plays a game, Shoot, that's what I was Could doing. Do Could you do it? Could you yeah. come back hey, out of retirement? There's only a couple. There. Hey, listen, I am a 37 year old man, D. I think. I think like depending on it's 50 50 if I pull my hamstring if I have to run down the street after my dog. I don't know, but if somebody <laughs> called on, me, if somebody called me, yeah, I get my 250 pound ass off the couch and. <laughs> If it was a contender and they were going to pay me and all I got to do is rush the passer, yes, sir. I'll say, hey, we, we'll see how that hamstring holds up out there, D. Hey, but, here's the bottom but, line. If you blow the hamstring, you still get paid for the rest of the paid. season. You get paid six figures, seven figures for the rest of the season. No, dude. I'm just, hey, D, what? it's not anything to take lightly, take lightly but uh, if five people on the Eagles got hurt, they could call me. If five people got hurt. So the, so the Chris Long competitive juices have not been put in a grave completely yet. Is that what you're saying? Bro, I'm retired as hell. Come on, you man. Know, you Jeff just Saturday got the call. Hey, Jeff Saturday was retired. <laughs> I was like, hey, if 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 what? BG stubs his toe, yeah. if if Robert Quinn, if Robert Quinn trips go, going down the stairs in the morning, if if Hassan Reddick gets too many parking tickets or Come something. Oh man. Like, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> The, I feel wow, so man. so at peace, man. Just yeah, hanging yeah. out. It's it's uh it's awesome, and it's fun watching this damn team too. I, I, speaking of the team, I looked at this team. You look at the team on Sunday. Offense is stagnant, man. You know, give give the Colts credit because they had a great defensive game plan, and and they stonewalled that offense for the most part. But the dude Jalen Hurts, man, all of a sudden he says, "I'm putting this team on my back," and in the fourth quarter he takes over. Can you talk about the maturation and the development that you've seen of this guy from last year to this year? Yeah, he's been, man, like, and I just start with this when I talk about Jalen. Yeah. You know, everything you didn't get in the kid in New York, you get from Jalen. Okay. Every press conference, right? Mm -hmm. So 
the thing that really pissed me off this weekend was the Zach Wilson thing saying up there, like, no, we didn't let the yo, what's up with that? Bro, hey, <laughs> that was crazy. You trying and to so, lose a team? What are you doing? Yeah, and, and so, like, and people make mistakes and stuff, but it didn't seem like an accident. So, uh, Jalen, and not that he ever plays this way, but, mm -hmm. you know, he gets up there and he's accountable. And he and he's also, you know, you can tell what type of leader he is, man. Right. Like, I've seen him break the team down. I've seen – I've heard what he said. And guys, pay attention to that. And um, – makes you want to play for a guy like that. He mm -hmm. really does. And I didn't always know that he – I didn't think he'd be this good, man. I'm not even going to lie okay. to you. I, I, okay. I had my doubts. You know, I, you know, I thought he was a good player. But to be in an MVP conversation, I did not see this one coming, D. And, um, you know, I think what's really gotten better for him with the arrival of A.J. Brown is that intermediate passing attack yep. has been really good. And, you know, he's been able to throw the deep ball since he got in the league. You know, he – I the placement has been great. Like go back and watch that Pittsburgh game, watch where he was putting those like on the money, man. So he throws a beautiful ball outside the numbers. Um, it's the intermediate stuff that has improved so much in a year. And um, I think it's just given him the weapons and, and uh, he's a smart player, man. He really is. And he, and he knows his strengths. He knows his weaknesses and, and having that player in the red zone to run the football like that. Right. Such an advantage. All right. If, if I, if I'm, Pint you down and said, I need you to give me one attribute about Jalen Hurst that really jumps out at you. What would it be? Leadership. Okay. All right. I mean, like, hey, okay. he throws a great deep ball. There's guys that throw better deep balls. He he's a good, accurate passer. There's guys who are more accurate. You know, uh, he's a good runner. Josh Allen scares me more yeah. running the football. Okay. Okay. But this guy's like one of, if not the best leader in the NFL. He's he's up there with guys you'd want under under center. I mean, from what I see from a distance, that 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 guy in Kansas City, yeah, is, oh my goodness, is Michael Jordan competitive and Michael Jordan like you know lift the 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 level of people up around you. But I mean, this guy in Philly, Jalen, um, mm. has just been he's stones, man. You can tell. He, there's no fear in that guy. And, you know, if I'm going to, if, if there's two players and one of them's like Jalen upstairs, Ty goes to Jalen. <laughs> wow. If and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not right, comparing right. him and Mahomes. Right. Right. I want to make sure everybody knows that I'm just using right. that as an example of a guy who I think is a tremendous leader and he's the MVP of the league. Patrick Mahomes watched okay. football last night. I mean, unbelievable. that game was incredible oh. against the Chargers. But Jalen Hurts is, is has got that that leadership ability that you know as a guy who's been on a team, you know, with young players making a run at a Super Bowl. Like you need guys like that in the locker room. I really appreciate kind of the way he handles himself. If you were lining up to play against a Jalen Hurts, or you were, you were a defensive coordinator, how would you try to defend him? Man, that's a good question. Well, for one. You know, the thing is always, hey, keep a guy in the pocket, right? You know, a guy who can run like him. But he's not always looking to get out of trouble. You know, he 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 really does sit in that pocket and go through his reads and that sort of thing. I think the biggest thing I would tell a defensive line is not get frustrated because mm -hmm. that offense can feel like they're just picking you apart. It's like a la carte when it's really running. Um, and I think part of the problem is he's hard to bring down in the pocket, right, because yeah. he's so yeah. strong. But he's also tough to get to because his offensive line is so damn good. Mm. I mean, those guys do such a good job. And you also have to you also have to think about with a quarterback who extends plays and and takes time and that sort of thing. That's got to be tough for an offensive lineman 
but they'll always take that if a quarterback's really smart about when he extends plays mm -hmm. and how deep he drifts and you know when he bails to nine and when he when he spins out of the pocket because that can be frustrating for an offensive lineman but he does a really good job of picking his spots you lined up against in practice and played with my guy Lane Johnson, uh, a younger version of Lane. This dude has not given up a quarterback sack, dude, in like two years. How's that possible? He's that good. Um, you know, I'm not just saying this because he's my buddy. Um, yeah. He's probably the – you know, there's guys maybe that I didn't rush because I was a left end, but he yeah. was the best – he was the best tackle I think I played. Um, you know, and I might have played some guys early in my career. Sure, certainly I played, you know, um, Big O in St. Louis oh, and guys yeah. like that. But, you know, prime Lane Johnson is – is um, it, it was amazing watching him set and watching mm -hmm. him absorb a bull rush but have the ability to beat anybody to nine yards, to redirect. His underhand punch is like so kind of – it's a little unorthodox. Yeah. Um, and he, and, you know, Stoutland's, he's the best. So, Absolutely. you know, it's just all these guys playing together. Um, and not to mention Lane likes getting after people in the run game. Oh my goodness. I mean, he'd rather run block than pass block, to be honest with you. He's moody. I'm telling you, <laughs> he wants man. to get after people. <laughs> you know, it, the thing is about him, people who don't know him like we do, you know, he's this big imposing figure, but. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This dude's like a big kid, man. Yeah. He's like an overgrown kid. Yeah. And if you've ever had the opportunity to just sit and talk with him and, and chop it up, you'd find out he's just a regular guy like everybody else, man. He's the funniest person. I put I put him up there with a guy named William Hayes. They were okay. two funniest people that I played with, probably William and, and Lane. And we still talk. Like, I talk to Lane as much as I talk to anybody that, okay. you know, that's still playing. And I get my weekly FaceTime in, you know, and, and just and – just, I, I usually find myself smiling after that conversation but yeah on the field though that dude doesn't take anything off anybody and um and he's he's fun to watch and he was tough to rush hey man we look at his eagles offense which was so electric and explosive for much of this season but last two games they scored 21 points and, and really had to struggle to get 17 and, and i brought this up on my show sports take which you have been gracious enough to be on a couple of times this year and i said are, are coordinators catching up to what the Eagles are doing? Have they caught up to what they're doing? Because if you look at the last three or four games in particular, defensive ends are more disciplined now. They don't just continuously rush. When they run it at RPO, they're not just yeah. rushing. They stop at a certain point right. to try to force the issue. Are you noticing that as well? I'm noticing it, but honestly, I felt like yesterday was bound to be a little bit of a struggle. Like, uh, you okay. know, I, I know you guys have probably talked about Dallas Goddard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And his, his absence. But, you know, I think he's – as important as any piece on that off <clears throat> on that offense. I mean, yeah. like, you know, um, we make a, a lot of big deal about AJ Brown for good reason, but this guy was such a safety valve and um, you know, he can block the whole thing. So I'm not worried about it. I don't think people are necessarily catching up to them, but football is going to get harder. Like that's what happens Absolutely. this time of year. Like, 
you don't know how, but people turning it up. I mean, people make adjustments. Some of the things you might be looking at is how defensive ends are playing the RPO and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. But I just think the quality of play is just going to continue to go up. And it's going to be on this offense to continue to play the way they played against some of these teams and now do it in November and in December against some of the best teams in the league. I mean, you know, you watched um, Dallas last night or yesterday like everybody else. Right. Like, I know we don't like complimenting those dudes, but those guys on defense are all out. Man, so, you know, um, I think the run game is going to be important. Um, I, I think you got to stick with it this time of year. You can't, you know, you can't be too finesse this time of year. So that's not that's something I really feel like you got to worry about much with this offense. They just got to stay at it, you know, and and uh, and I'm really excited to see them down the stretch. I'm glad you mentioned Dallas Goddard. He had 43 catches before he got hurt. He doesn't get a lot of the national accolades. But you being one of the guys who who look on the inside out because you have a different perspective than a lot of us do, where would you rank him among the best tight ends in the game today? Number three. Who's, who's three ahead of four? Of? Okay. Three who's or ahead four. of? Well, George Kittle when he's healthy. Okay. Uh, obviously, Travis Kelsey, if you know, but Travis is so damn good catching the football. Like, I don't even care about the blocking. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, um, I know. And then, you know, Waller, you're up there, but I know it sounds crazy, but I, I put him up there. And they're so different. The players are so different, right? Mm. Um, but, you know, Dallas does everything. He really does. And, you know, he's the run after the catch, the route running, you know, finding a soft spot in the zone. You know, I, you definitely – Learned something from Ertz before mm. Ertz left the building, and and also just the the run blocking, man. I mean, you can kind of use him as a move guy, like he's athletic enough to do that. He he does everything, man. So he's on that he's in that Mount Rushmore of tight ends in the game right now, in my opinion. Mm. And with a chance to be second, third best guy in the league, it just depends on how people stay healthy or don't stay healthy. I mean, Waller's had some injuries, maybe a down year this year, circumstantially. Kittle's had some injuries, but um, you know, I think I think Dallas Goddard's right up there, right under that Kittle. Yep. I mean, definitely under there. But you're talking about um, Kelsey might be the best tight end of all time, depending on who you talk to. You know what? Um, it's hard to argue. I mean, I think it's Gronk, but okay. But dude, I, I'm glad you said that because I look at a I look at a, um, a Kelsey. Back earlier in the season, he had 27 catches. Uh, 27 yards receiving in a game, but he had four touchdowns. Right. And you look at his numbers, you know, against the Chargers uh, um, Sunday night, they weren't like wild numbers, but he had three touchdowns. Yeah. You can't control this dude. You might be able to slow him down for a bit. You can't stop this dude, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, they, they, those crossers, man, all year, uh, you know, you talk about that mesh route at the end of that, that yes. ball game and like the robbers sitting uh, over top of him and like, wh- where do I, you know, where, where do I support, you know, like how can I help Derwin James? Because, and that's, I mean, Derwin James is, is an absolute beast, man. I mean, and he was, he was great last night and made some amazing plays. Um, how about that sack he had? I mean, man, he's just, he's like, he, man, he's like, he, he, he used that running back like a wet rag, didn't he? Uh-huh, yeah. Just tossed him out of the way, man. And, um, you know, in the biggest snap of the game, Kelsey's so damn competitive. You know, you could tell he just – he wanted that moment. You know, he wants those moments. He lives for those moments. And that's why I speak so highly of him and Patrick, man. They are yeah. 
I was wondering this today on my show, D, are they the most fun quarterback, uh, wide receiver, tight end kind of duo ever? Yes. I'm not saying best, ever. I'm saying oh, fun. Okay. Okay. With the access we have to these guys' personalities yeah. and kind of who they are and how they get along and, and kind of the same type of age and competitive as hell. I mean, Brady and Gronk were a lot of fun, but it felt kind of like a father-son thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, like this is – these two guys, they they finish each other's sentences. They everything's nonverbal. You know, they do so much like kind of scramble drill out there, which is another thing that makes makes them super cool to me. Is like a lot of these great wide receiver quarterback duos from like the '90s and before that. Like <clears throat> Mahomes is breaking down the pocket left and right. So these guys have got to do a lot of crazy stuff. You know, after the the route tree breaks down. <laughs> so I think it's a lot of fun watching them uh, every Sunday. I, I will say this. I think they are the best quarterback tight end combination in the game today for whatever yeah, that's today worth. For sure. I'm not There's saying no they're the best about, ever. Right, right. I'm just saying that I enjoy them. They're so damn competitive. They're so fun. And uh, I just think they do everything the right way. Like Mahomes does everything the right way. Yeah. You know, a superstar like that in, in our game that you can watch him do that on the field. And he always says the right thing, supports his teammates. He's competitive as hell. And, you know, Kelsey's the same way. You, you look at this Eagles um, defense for a moment. Um, they were getting gouged at a run game. Five consecutive games giving up over 100 yards rushing. Um, the last two opponents, Houston and, and, and Washington, just ran all through them. So how he goes out and he gets 35-year-old Indomitian Sue and 34-year-old Linville Joseph. That's 635 pounds of fresh meat. Put yeah, it at a line, dude. Great USDA. USDA prime beef in that line, man. <laughs> um, are you surprised they were able to walk in off the street and contribute the way they did? A little bit. I mean, like, I guess of all of all jobs there are to do, and I'm not minimizing the, the job right. description of Mr. Right. Linval Joseph because he is Mr. Linval Joseph to me. <laughs> I mean, you saw that Joker walk through that hallway, man, on the what you know, the Eagles had the welcome to the Eagles kind of post there d and yeah, i was yeah. like man this guy's got a presence i haven't seen anybody walk through that hallway like that <laughs> since jp like just you know like just striding oh, through man. that that hallway man yeah. taking up the whole damn thing so his job is to stand there and and build a wall and you know i don't know how hard either guy was training i'm sure they were training waiting for the call but then from there it's like hey we're not running a bunch of complex complex pressures man you know it's First and second down, let's stop this run and let's convert to pass. And and Joseph did on that sack, man. And Sue did too. They both won their rushes. Yeah. Um, and Joseph, man, Ryan Kelly, he two crow hops, and then he just went to his knees. So I just that I think he's roll out of bed strong, yeah. number one. And I think number two, the job is not incredibly complex. Right. So I I'm pretty I'm pretty encouraged by that, but I am a little bit surprised. Um look at Jonathan Gannon for a moment. Um, yeah. his defense leads the league in turnovers. They still have one of the best run defenses in the league, even though they were getting gouged. Um, a lot of people scream about his, his scheme, which he refers to as a scheme philosophy. Do you think he gets too much negative criticism for what he's done or is it justified? Because I'm always screaming about why do you have two potential pro bowl cornerbacks playing seven to 10 yards off the ball instead of having them play more press coverage? Are we too critical of Jonathan Gannon a lot of times? Well, you know, 
I think so. I, I'm not okay. saying we are like I'm saying naturally we're going to okay. be too crit- critical of people like man, like in, in Philly, you know, people are it's football, football in Philly, you know, yeah. and this guy look no. at it, he, 17 points a game, you know, whatever it is. And they got gashed for a couple weeks there. That looks to have been put to bed. And I think usually when you're worried about corners playing off or playing soft, I think as a rusher, right. I'm like, man, right. well, I need the fractions of time, you know, and I don't think this team has had trouble rushing the passer. Right. You know, and, and yesterday, like Matt Ryan, I got rid of the ball in 2.5 seconds. I think mm-hmm. he was the third fastest release in the NFL last, last, uh, this last week. So, you know, these guys are still getting to them. So they're creating situations where you can put heat on the quarterback. Um, and I, I think, you know, schemes different. You know, I, I hadn't played in a scheme quite like that. Okay. Um, but it, it's working right now, man. So I, I certainly don't give them too much heat. Okay. Um, another of your former teammates, Fletcher Cox, he was yeah. asked to play 70 snaps um, in the last game against Washington. Um and, dude, I saw him getting driven down the field like I've never seen him getting driven down the field before. Um, then he go out, obviously, and get Sue in Linville. And, and I hate to say this, but I, I need to get your perspective on this. Are, are the better days of Fletcher Cox behind him? Because when you look at the money he's making, $14 million, in comparison to his productivity, the two don't seem to balance out this season. A- a- am I overstating that case? Or? Well, I mean, listen, how old is the guy? 30 two maybe 31 32 maybe getting a lot of good football out of a guy who's 32 that's the way I look at it you know like um and a guy that's been there I know that you know he's making a hell of a lot of money and I know it's hard past 30 to to live up to you know that kind of contract but sure he's also team guy you know guys shows up every day right he's got to be a leader and uh I think He's also been kind of unselfish about it. You know, like these guys coming in, that's not stealing his shine. That's not take, he wants Mm -hmm. to be, he wants to be fresher. You know, he wants to play a little bit less. It looked like, you know, talking about 70 plays and that sort of thing. So for me, when it comes to Fletch, you got a guy that was probably, I mean, I played with Aaron Donald, you know, he was up there at prime Fletch, prime Fletch, you know, like, Every player's in his prime in his late 20s. So, you know, just to say, hey, this guy's not as good as he was a couple years ago. Well, I mean, right. right. <laughs> what do you want him to do? Get better? You know, like it's 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 really tough to to stay, especially when he's had a couple of injuries. Yeah. To stay at that level. And I think he's doing a really good job of uh of being a team guy, busting his ass. You're not gonna get maybe the fletch that you got in 2017. That's five years ago now, right? True, true. But what version of Fletch can you get right now and how much does he add to this team? I, I do think he adds a lot to this team. And, you know, depending on the money and that sort of thing, that's up to them. But the way I look at things is as a player, mm-hmm. um, Fletch is a positive on this team. And so um, I'm, I'm happy he's on it because down the stretch, and I almost feel like it's going to be, you know, the guy that stuck it out, that's, you know, played through some injuries, that's uh, been unselfish. I, I hope he makes a huge play in the playoffs you know, something that he can kind of hang his hat on because obviously he can hang his hat on 2017. Okay. It'd be nice if he could bookend it with another big performance at some point here in the playoffs coming up. And I think that's where the the vets really shine. And that's where people that have been there really shine. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. You look at this Eagles defensive unit. Number one, turnovers. One of the best in terms of points allowed under 20 points a game. 
uh, run defense. You look at the all-star talent they have on this defense. All right, you look at the offense. Look at the offense they have. You know, you got one of the most electric quarterbacks in the game, wide receivers, arguably the best offensive line in the game. In your estimation, which unit is better, Eagles offense or defense? Ooh. <laughs> if Dallas Goddard's not on the field, I think it's probably a defense. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, just because I think you got playmaking linebackers. I yep. think you got, you know, dynamites uh, corners. You got solid safety play net, right? You've taken the ball away there. Your depth on the defensive line is so damn good. It's okay. so good. People were complaining to me that Robert Quinn didn't make any plays yesterday. I'm like, well, he played 10 snaps. Right. Matt Ryan's getting the ball out. But, you know, like we have an embarrassment of riches, riches up mm -hmm. front. And, you know, like I, I was on a group like that in 2017. Yep. This is uniquely different. The scheme's different. You know, some of the pieces are different, but you've got guys like BG, you've got Reddick, you've got Sweat. Like those are three Pro Bowl level defensive ends. Mm. You know, um, you, you have you have guys inside who have been there. You have you have Fletcher Cox, who I, we just talked about. Where you know we're talking about, hey, was is he the 2017 Fletcher Cox? Well, you know, if that's our biggest problem, we've got Joseph Sue. Yeah, uh, you you've got Hargrave, Milton Williams, awesome. Milton. The depth is crazy, so yeah. I would give it to the defense, but just just by a hair, man, and only because Dallas Goddard is hurt right now. All right, I know you. I know you don't have a lot of time. I only got a few questions left for you, but I got to get these in. Um, next opponent, Green Bay, and I don't know what to make of this Green Bay team. Aaron Rodgers, I don't know what to make of him. He's been missing targets. W what do you expect from? I mean, are we going to see the Aaron Rodgers that tore up? Dallas a few weeks ago and the Aaron Rodgers who couldn't hit the ocean against Tennessee last week. I mean, if you're preparing for Aaron Rodgers, what are you preparing for? If I'm preparing for Aaron Rodgers, I'm preparing for one of the best damn quarterbacks of all time. Like <laughs> I've seen him this year. Like I watched all the games. I know Tennessee wasn't as good, but um, this dude's been putting the ball in the money a lot. I mean, like yeah. some people are like, what game are you looking at? But there, the margin for error for him this year has been small. And there's been times in the past where he's complained about weaponry and that sort of thing. And right. I've been like, well, you know, you've had more than a lot of guys maybe. I mean, and, and you know, they've had some receivers there and they missed Devontae. But this year it's been tough sledding. So I think, you know, you're still, you're still preparing for the GOAT. You know, people got to stay home. People can't fall asleep. The thing you, you got to worry about with them is that big play. Yeah. You know, the, the, you know, he can still put that ball in the money to Christian Watson two weeks ago, like, like nobody's business. I mean, he's still got that. And, um, you know, it's the run game with Aaron Jones and, and that guy's never down. So um, I think it's rallying to football and then keeping things in front of you when he does drop back to pass and when you're damn one on ones, because there's, there's going to be sacks mm -hmm. that like there are, they're out there. I mean, he's going to pat the ball a little bit, try to create, he'll drift. You, you, I like some of the matchups up front. All right. It's going to be interesting Sunday night showdown indeed. You know, I, I thought I knew a lot about you. And, and then I do a little bit more research and I find out when you were at Virginia, you were the first player to have your jersey retired yep. while you were still an active player, number one. And then a, a friend of mine told me, uh, Rob Ellis, who I co-host the show with Sports Take, he told me that one of the schools that he, him and his daughter visited this past summer when she was deciding on schools was Virginia. And they said in the athletic, I believe it's the athletic department, there's this larger than life picture of Chris Long in there. Yeah, yeah. And, dude, wh what does that mean to you, man? Uh, it's cool, man. I mean, listen, it was it's um, 
you never feel deserving of having your jersey retired. Uh, but at least it wasn't the number because that would have been really messed up, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> but I, I uh, you know, my my coach and I had a really great relationship. Al Grow, uh, he's an NFL guy. I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, it, it it was a cool honor, and then you know, with the with the big mural, I think it was because I donated a bunch of money to the indoor facility. So <laughs> oh I think they were like, "Hey, well, maybe he wants his picture up there." I don't care either <laughs> way, man. You know, for me, it's for yeah. me, it's about the people you meet, and you know, kind of like uh, yeah, you know, I, I live ten minutes down the street from where I played football in college, and this, yeah. you know, I this weekend, this last week was really tough for us. But yeah. and you and I have talked about it, but yeah. there are a lot of guys coming back those relationships are really important and uh, I'm just, I'm really lucky. I, I went to school somewhere where I was able to, you know, forge a lot of those relationships, man, your, your, your university was the center of the United States universe a week ago because of a tragic incident there. Um, five um, young people lost their lives, 18 more uh, injured. Um, and, and I know you live close to the campus and, and it sounds like a dumb question, but I don't know how a, how to word it exactly. How does that affect you, man? I mean, you, you're an alumni there. You have a lot of ties there still. You're proud of the university. As you said, you've donated a lot of money to the university. How did that impact Chris Long? Uh, it hurt, man. I mean, it definitely hurt. It's uh, tough to see the state of the world, um, you know, but I think for me it was um, – it was like a numbness that, you know, I've talked about this before. Hey, listen, you, you see this stuff on the timeline and adjectives people use like devastated, numb, crushed, like whatever it is. And uh, you, they're kind of just words. But when when this hits close to home, proximity is kind of crazy. And so mm -hmm. um, Devin, Deshaun, Lavelle, I mean, especially Lavelle, a guy that I knew a little bit. And mm. he was just such a he was such a great kid. These kids were all we went to the Memorial Saturday these kids were all real bright, you know, kind of shining stars, man. And college athletes are such amazing, resilient people, but to overcome something like this is going to be tough. So again, it comes back to the community. And one of my best buddies is the wide receivers coach there. So Lavelle was kind of like family to them. And, you know, I know Devin as well. And um, yeah. And, you know, the, Mike's out of the hospital. So it's just been a crazy week, man. But guys are, you know, the football universe is really tight. It can get yeah. tight and yeah. people can support each other. So I'm just real thankful that people have been reaching out and that sort of thing. Because it's been a tough week around here. Have you been able to to reach out, maybe help some of the grieving? And if so, how? Well, I mean, for, you know, it's, it's kind of a situation where the harsh reality is like there's nothing you can do to change what's happened. <clears> but all we can do is kind of lean on each other and try to make yourself available. So... For me, it's, I mean, um, like I said, uh, my buddy Marcus, his two kids are like best friends with my kids. Wow. You know, Lavelle was at their house all the time. And so, yeah. you know, it's been a hard week for them. I've been trying to support them where I can and, uh, you know, try to support these kids. You know, we showed up a bunch of guys, you know, whether it was Heath Miller or a bunch of former NFL guys, Billy yeah. McMullen was out there, a bunch of dudes, uh, just to show face and support. And then also now these kids are going to need us more than anything because, this week has been hard, uh, but it's also been a lot of outpouring of support for these guys. And mm -hmm. so when that stops, I think is the hardest thing. You know, it's mm -hmm. going to be quiet and, you know, it's going to be Thanksgiving here this week. Uh, I don't know if they're going to play the game or not, but it's just uh, you can you can tell that the a really hard part for these kids is going to be after 
you know, after the dust settles here and, you know, you kind of have to get back to normal life. Right. So we just got to do the best we can to stay supportive of them and let them know that we're here for them. Chris Long, I always respect your honesty, man, and your insight, brother. And, and I know you're hurting and, and, and the University of Virginia family is hurting, man. And, and our hearts and prayers go out to you guys down there, man. And, and all you can do is just keep praying, brother. Yeah, That's no all question. We can do. That's all those, we can do. those kids were amazing, and um, you know what, we were better for having them for a short time. Um, so yeah, thanks, D Gun. Yeah, man, thank you uh, as well for giving me some time on Gun on One. Uh, I know you're busy, but you know what? Anytime I call you, whenever you can, you always answer the call, brother. And I'll never ever take that for granted. I My God, it, I appreciate brother. you, man. I all right, man. You, you know, I love you like a brother, man. Love all right, man. See you take care. Okay. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of Gun on One, the podcast. Uh, what a blessing. And an honor it was to have uh, Chris Long on for this podcast. Um, as I tell you people each and every week, stay blessed out there because uh, it's a crazy world we live in. But more importantly, don't be shy about extending yourselves and, and being a blessing to each and every person you encounter. Until next time, thanks for hanging out with Chris Long and myself. Don't forget to watch Chris Long and his Green Light podcast and uh, stream on game days. Uh, it's quite entertaining. Until next time, so long, everybody. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.